Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 7 of Primem's Playlist Season 3. My name is Prim, and just like last time, I'll be analyzing some underrated Korean songs and recommending them based on your taste in K-pop. Today's gonna be a double-length playlist again, so 10 songs this time instead of 5. And we're gonna need all that extra space, because this episode's theme is very broad. Today we're gonna be talking about female soloists. Yes, every song on today's playlist is performed by a female soloist, ranging across a wide variety of genres and styles. Soloists don't tend to get as much attention as groups, at least on a global scale. Looking at the top 10 most streamed K-pop artists on Spotify as of 2020, only one is a soloist, that being IU at spot number 8. Plus, there were a ton of songs released by female soloists over the past couple of weeks, which, for lack of a better term, just gave me really good vibes. So how about we shine a spotlight on some super underrated female soloists? Oh, also, yes, I know that there's a new Anya Yun song coming out, but since I have to upload these episodes on Fridays at 1pm EST on Patreon, and the new Anya Yun track drops at 5am EST on Thursday, I won't have time to include it. I'll find a way to talk about it next episode, I promise. Okay, enough waffling, let's pull up the playlist. Our first song today is Bloom by Hondam, currently at 3800 views on Genie Music. The song starts out with a fairly minimalist instrumental, pretty much just a smooth, plucky synth and occasional water drop noises. During the pre-chorus, more wet-sounding percussion comes in alongside orchestral strings, and the whole thing drops into a half-time tempo. The chorus, interestingly enough, adds in piano, echoing deep snares, and a trap-like hi-hat roll, and also marks the return of those plucky synths from the beginning, mirroring the vocal melody. Though much of his song has been in a half-time, almost dragging tempo, the song picks up speed for its second half, adding more upbeat drums and a warped-sounding synth to the second verse for some extra energy, as well as adding a stronger rhythm to the second and final choruses, and some almost marching band-like influences to the bridge. Definitely an interesting combination of styles here, with its combination of synths and strings slash piano, change from halftime to normal time, I guess? Normal time tempo, and the soft, deep vocal style. I'd call Bloom an upbeat EDM ballad, with each of those three descriptors coming in in different amounts at different points in the song. I'd recommend Bloom to anyone who likes Home by Yezzy. Though Home definitely leans into the upbeat and EDM more, and less into the ballad, both of these songs have a certain wet feeling to them, for lack of a better term. Not just because of a water drop sound effect, something about the general production sounds how rain smells. I swear to god this makes sense in my head, just trust me on this. If you like Home, you'll like Bloom. How about song number two? Next up, we've got Flying Girl 2021 by Carrie, garnering 3k views on Genie Music. Flying Girl is definitely a fitting name for this song. It's got those adventurous, road trip-ready vibes that really make you feel like you're flying when you're listening to it. Right from the get-go, it combines a softly strummed guitar for calming chords, with a reverberating, steady synth pluck for a more upbeat tempo, and after a bit, a deep bass line to add in more of that band feeling. This part is definitely more low-key, which is reflected in Carrie's softer vocal timbre during this verse. However, that does a full 180 in the chorus, where stronger drums and strings are added, and Carrie, out of nowhere, hits some pretty powerful high notes. When considering this vocal style, as well as the final chorus key change, the song's got a bit of a dramatic angle to it, an interesting blend with its otherwise refreshing and travel playlist perfect vibes. 
Honestly, this combination of dramatic and refreshing would work perfectly as an ending credits song for a movie. Flying Girl 2021 is perfect for people who like early G-Friend, particularly their B-side tracks during their glass bead Funavi Lara eras. It has the right soft, stringy vibes, and let's be honest, those high notes would be perfect for Yuju. So yeah, if you like a good old-fashioned G-Friend song, Flying Girl 2021 is a great choice for you. Song 3, please. Song number three today is Hangover by Limji, with around 4,000 views on Super Soundbugs. Moving away from these softer, more ballad-like tracks, Hangover is a fast-paced R&B track with sharp percussion, a deep bass line, and occasional bursts of synths. Of course, there are definitely some softer influences in this song too, particularly in the intro and how the instrumental gets filled out in the chorus. What really stands out in this song though are the vocal melody and the vocal performance. The lyrics have this really satisfying flow to them, resembling a rap. It almost feels like the songwriter started with a song that was like half rap verses, then added a melody that mimics how the voice would go up and down in pitch naturally while rapping, if that makes sense. However the melody was written though, Limji performs it beautifully. She has a breathy voice perfectly suited to R&B, the precision required to keep up with this faster tempo, and a capacity for harsher vocals which make particular notes and sections really stand out. Okay, so this isn't a connection to a particular song, but hear me out. You know how members of Red Velvet have been getting solo debuts? Like how Wendy came out with Like Water and Joy came out with Hello. Yeah, I feel like Hangover would be a good solo debut song for Sulgi. To be fair, part of this is just because there are some harmonies in there which really remind me of Red Velvet's full group songs, but also something about this vocal melody and general music style just screams Sulgi somehow, especially during the second verse. So if you've been itching for a Sulgi solo, Hangover will scratch that itch. How about song number 4? At 2.8k views on Genie Music and 7.7k views on Magic Strawberry Sound, this is Howl by Luli Lee. This is definitely the darkest song we've had on this playlist so far, starting off with whispering vocals and low-toned ambient synths, punctuated by harsh and high guitar noises which transition into, unexpectedly, a funky club vibe. Of course, it definitely still keeps its darkness, staying very bass-heavy, reusing those distorted guitars from the beginning, and keeping the echoing vocals, but you can't deny that the rhythm of those bass kicks and those electronic snares don't have a neutro, cross-deep house vibe to them. Plus, the highlight of the post-chorus is a funky bass melody, something not too surprising considering that Luli Lee is both a vocalist and a bassist. Interestingly, there are parts where Luli Lee seems to take a back seat to the instrumental. During the chorus, for example, the vocal melody closely matches the rhythmic synths in the background, while the guitar comes to the foreground. Speaking of guitars in the foreground, this is probably one of my favorite guitar solos I've covered on this podcast so far. It's super distorted, almost screaming, or I guess more fitting with the song, howling. And the way it interplays with the bass line, then cuts to an acapella segment, this song might be tailor-made to stick in my head. Howl honestly kind of reminds me of I Just Want to Dance by Tiffany. Both songs have similar bass-heavy funky club vibes with a dark undertone, though Howl's is definitely stronger than I Just Want to Dance's. So if you love I Just Want to Dance but want something darker and more distorted, definitely check out Howl. Let's hear song 5! Here we've got Ishgilohe, meaning I'm going to forget according to Google Translate by Shibiwol. 
with 5,700 views on Warner Music Korea. Yeah, I realized recently that I don't actually feature a lot of straight-up ballads on this podcast. Even though I love these kinds of songs, so many of them get released and so many of them sound similar that I tend to put them into their own little bookmarks folder, basically a reserve in case I can't get any other themes to work for a given episode. So today I made sure to include a ballad. This one starts off with a soft piano melody, on top of which strings and an acoustic guitar fade in. Though it's not super rare for a ballad to use both an acoustic guitar and piano, there are a lot that only use one or the other, so this still stood out to me. Similarly, the song has a large range in instrumentation, going from just piano during the intro to a thickly layered chorus. This keeps the song from sounding too samey throughout, something which turns many people off of ballads. Speaking of range, Shibiwol does a great job of changing her vocal timbre between the different sections of the song, using a quieter and more whispery tone during the verses and a stronger tone during the choruses. Between the changes in voice, the changes in instrumental, and the different instruments used, this is a ballad that will hold your attention. Ishgilohe really reminds me of I Will Go To You Like the First Snow by Ailee. Both of them have a large range of instrumentation, a combination of both piano and acoustic guitar, and perfectly timed changes in vocal timbre. So if I Will Go To You Like the First Snow makes you cry every time, get your tissues ready and give Ishgilohe a listen. Today's a double-length playlist, we're not stopping here, what's next? Coming in at 5.5k views on Genie Music, this is What Was It by Rose Smile. Starting off with ambient synth arpeggios and wavering R&B-like guitars, the song then smoothly rides into soft vocals, halftime percussion, and a reasonable amount of reverb. Much of this cuts out during the pre-chorus, switching over to just a sine wave and Rose Smile's voice. After a two-measure-long drop, the chorus comes in, pretty similar to the verse but with some added trap-like hi-hat rolls, descending deep drum stings, and some other extra samples added in there. Much of the song continues in this way, combining whispery vocals with R&B vibes and echoing ambient synths. All that gives this song a certain floaty, dreamy quality to it, though the sharpness of the percussion helps keep it grounded. All in all, it's a unique take on a trap-inspired R&B track, perfect if you're into R&B but want something lighter and more ambient. A good match for What Was It, in my opinion, is Hold Me Tight by BTS. Though Hold Me Tight definitely takes more inspiration from ballads than What Was It, and is definitely a bit grungier, they have somewhat similar choruses, and the bridge of Hold Me Tight would definitely fit right into What Was It. So if you like Hold Me Tight but want something more floaty and dreamy, definitely give What Was It a try. Let's hear song 7! Next on the playlist, this is Fairy by Vake, currently garnering 3,500 views on Super Sound Bugs. This song has an almost lo-fi feeling to it, combining a softly plucked guitar chord progression with dampened hip-hop-inspired percussion and R&B-like warped guitar melodies. Mostly, the instrumental is a lot of guitar. This completely changes directions during the second verse, switching to ambient piano and deep echoing percussion instead, before blending seamlessly back into the original instrumental style. A similar change occurs in the vocals, which are super clean and precise during the guitar parts, but artfully super auto-tuned and glitchy during the ambient parts. Despite the changing instrumental style, the song is super chill throughout, combining a slower tempo and minimal instrumental with breathy vocals singing bluesy harmonies. Yes, even during the glitchy section. Vake's performance in Fairy, from her vocals to her general vibes, seriously remind me of Hwasa from Mamamoo. 
Though there isn't a particular Mamamoo song that fits fairy instrumental-wise, it definitely is a song I could see Hwasa singing, you know? So if Hwasa is your Mamamoo bias, I think you'll really enjoy fairy. Song 8, please. Our 8th song today is Wake Up by Sura at 12k views on Warner Music Korea. Weirdly enough, Rehab's remix of this song has over 100k views on Spinnin' Records, so this is a rare instance in which a remix of a song is likely more widely known than the original. Which is a shame because I personally prefer the original song. Wake Up fuses Tropical House, Deep House, and a heaping helping of Moonbaton into an upbeat and darkly summery party track. It starts out with a steel drum adjacent synth playing the main instrumental melody, and syncopated drums are added in later. The pre-chorus is a great blend of summary guitar and EDM build-up percussion, which after cutting to just clicking for a measure, transitions smoothly into a beat drop chorus which combines a woodwind-like synth with deep horn stings for emphasis and a super catchy bass line. The song is notable for having my favorite bridge section out of any song on today's playlist, calling back to the synths from the intro, but blending them with piano, then adding in that EDM-style build-up into the final chorus. All in all, it's a great song if you want bass-heavy, slightly summery party vibes. Wake Up reminds me of a lot of Cards releases, particularly Oh Nana for its intro and verse instrumentals, and Rumor for its post-chorus instrumental. However, that pre-chorus seriously gives off Everglow B-side energy, maybe along the lines of Hush? And that Steel Drum Jason synth reminds me a lot of Gleam by Mamamoo. And this whole song just generally feels like something Bandit would release. Honestly, I can't really decide on this one. If you like any of the songs or groups I just mentioned, Wake Up will probably appeal to you. Let's move on to song number 9. At 2.9k views on Genie Music and just under 700 views on Stoneship, song number 9 today is No More Tears by Kim Mineral Water. What immediately stands out about this song is Kim Mineral Water's uniquely deep, harsh voice, which contrasts interestingly with the ambient, water level of a video game sounding instrumental during the first section of the song. However, her voice does blend with the style well due to the heavy reverb added, and once the trap percussion comes in, grounding the otherwise floaty instrumental, the song really feels like it comes together. A little under 30 seconds from the end of the song, the instrumental completely changes, switching out the echoing and ambient vibes for a super harsh, grungy synth, glitchy backing instrumentals at a double-time tempo, and crashing and grinding sounds that legitimately jump-scared me when I first listened to them. It's definitely an unexpected genre change, but it's one that, if you're familiar with my taste in synths, you know is very welcome to me. I don't know how to describe it, but No More Tears sounds like something BB would put out. Her voice sounds nothing like Kim Mineral Waters, but if BB came out with this song instead of Kim Mineral Water, I probably wouldn't even flinch. Actually, apart from that ending segment, it reminds me a bit of her songs Non and Restless, which also have watery ambient instrumentals and echoing percussion. So if you're a BB fan, especially one who loves her songs Non and Restless, No More Tears is a great song to add to your playlist. How about song number 10? Coming in at 5,500 views on Warner Music Korea, this is Good Luck by Heine. A stark contrast from everything else we've heard today, this is a city pop track. It starts off strong with a funky bass rhythm, quietly strummed guitar, and front and center strings, before those strings cut out to make way for Heine's vocal part. 
Hannah has a disarmingly cute and high-pitched voice. Though I usually associate City Pop with more medium tone voices, she also has a softness to her voice which blends it perfectly into the City Pop style. That's basically how the song goes up until the bridge. Nothing much to talk about. The bridge though, while retaining stylistic elements of City Pop, definitely feels more contemporary than the preceding sections. Still, there's not much else I can say about this one. It's a retrovival city pop track with a uniquely high-pitched voice. Okay, so does anyone remember when Rainich's cover of Say So by Doja Cat went viral, like to a point where Doja Cat even reacted to it? Yeah, Good Luck reminds me of that cover. The combination of a retro-style instrumental with a super high soft voice links the two songs, even though there's the genre difference of city pop versus disco. So if you were into that cover back when it was going viral, Good Luck should be a nice throwback to that era. Last but not least, let's hear our Sore Thumb song. Our Sore Thumb song today is Tumsewi Shield, translating to Thread in the Gap according to Google Translate, by Maguro featuring Sim2 and Lee Hanwoo, currently at 1.5k views on Warner Music Korea. Since today's theme was female solo tracks, it only makes sense to have our Sore Thumb song be a collaboration between multiple male artists, right? This is a super fun, bouncy track which combines chiptune and hip-hop inspirations, dipping into the former for its instrumentation and the latter for its rhythms and composition. It starts off by fading in a harsh sawtooth synth melody, which then combines with upbeat percussion and beeping arpeggios. All the synths cut out when the vocals come in, being replaced with a seriously funky bass, and later some chopped up piano. The vocals, I should note, are heavily auto-tuned, which in my opinion helps them blend into the chiptune-style instrumental, especially during the choruses since that's when those sawtooth synths come back in. Also, I gotta say, I love the contrast between the different artists singing. The slightly deeper voice during the second verse gives it a different feel, despite its instrumental being super similar to the first verse. My only gripe with this song is that it ends kind of abruptly. I thought the rap break was going to lead into a third chorus, but then it just kind of fades out. But hey, when the only complaint about a song is that there isn't enough of it, you know it's a good one. Between the chiptune instrumental, bouncy rhythm, and harshly auditude vocals, Tumse We Shield reminds me a lot of some songs by the J-pop act Real. Most notably, Real releases like Drop Pop Candy, Chiru Chiru, and Konoya Loading make heavy use of all three of these elements, especially the chiptune influences. Heck, the lyrics of Konoya Loading are even themed around video games. So if you're a real fan like me, give Tumsewi Shiel a try. I think it'll be right up your alley. There's just one more thing to take care of before we end today's show. It's time to spin the Wheel of Segments. And this week's segment is... One Year Later. One Year Later is the segment where I give a song the love it deserves exactly one year after its release, or at least as close as I can get. Better late than never, am I right? Today, let's give some love to Punks by Bobe, released on June 29th, 2020, currently at 20.7k views on Stone Music Entertainment. Keep in mind, that's 20.7k views after a full year of being up. This song starts out with a tinny, looping pitch percussion sample alongside spacey synths and grungy bass then adds in a bass-heavy trap beat, a droning bass line, and soft, slightly bit-crushed rapping alongside detuned singing. That pitched percussion loops throughout almost the entire song, only cutting out for a couple measures in the first post-chorus and second pre-chorus, as well as during the bridge. 
Though it can get a bit repetitive, the constant changes in the rest of the instrumental keep it sounding fresh and interesting, turning it into less of a nuisance and more of an iconic focal point. Between the looping tinny sample, the super grungy bass, and the warped droning rap, this song almost has a sci-fi angle to it. I feel like this is what an alien would listen to to get pumped up before, like, taking over the earth. I think Punks is a good song for people who like Gucci by Jesse. Both songs take advantage of a single looping sample, or in Gucci's case a horn sample and a similarly composed organ sample, for most of the song but still keep it fresh. Plus, both songs have a similar way of simultaneously being somewhat low-key for much of the song, but still pumping you up just as hard as loud or noisier tracks. So if Gucci is your designated pump-up song, try giving some love to punks. And with that, we end episode 7 of Primo's Playlist Season 3. If you enjoyed this episode, check out the original songs at bit.ly slash pmp underscore s3e7. All letters capital, all numbers numerals. If you want to say hello, you can find me on Instagram at primms underscore playlist, Twitter at Playlist Prim, or the official Primo's Playlist YouTube channel. Links to everything can be found at linktree slash prims playlist. That's linktr.ee slash p-r-i-m-m-s-p-l-a-y-l-i-s-t. Primms Playlist is a proud member of BrainRot Presents. For more information, visit brainrotpresents.wixsite.com slash landing. If you'd like to support our podcasts, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash brainrot underscore prsnts. Only $2 a month for Discord access and longer episodes, $5 a month for in-episode shoutouts and early episodes, plus bonuses for all our other podcasts. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, visit fundraiser.com slash brainrotpresents. That's F-U-N-D-R-A-Z-R dot com slash brainrot underscore P-R-S-N-T-S. Shoutout to our $5 plus tier Patreon supporters, Adrian Frisbee, Saffron, Emery Silvers, Jupiter McIntyre, Prozac Haven, Delenn Beauchamp, Connor Fox, Jan Aloney, Sean Locke, Neopet Graveyard, and Crow. You make this podcast possible. Thanks for jamming with me today.